0: What Goes On Media? This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. Hi, I'm Emma Goswell. In this episode, you're going to hear the truly international story of my friend Tim. He grew up in Taiwan in the 60s and 70s, a time of censorship and martial law. He learned English so he could move to the US in the 80s and found a career that took him all over the globe. On a trip to Hong Kong, he eventually met and fell in love with a Welshman, which led him to settling down in Pembrokeshire.
1: And I identify myself as gay man, yes, yes. Well, since I was a boy. And actually, I'm a twin, so uh, I always suspect whether my brother is like me or not, but it turned out he's totally opposite. <laughs>
0: So you probably got similarities in other respects, but not in sexuality.
1: Yeah, probably not. But uh, we always went to the same school, from primary school to high school. We're all with the same school, different classes.
0: Well, let's talk about where you were and when this was then. So where exactly in the world, and what years were we talking when you were at the school?
1: Well, I I first noticed uh, I'm interested to my classmates, it's... uh, when i was in high school that's about uh 70s yeah in the 70s. yeah in the 70s and uh, that was in taipei and i uh, went to a all boys uh, high school and there was my uh first crush actually. ah
0: yeah. and did your first crush ever hear that you had designs on them did you ever say anything out loud to your first crush
1: not really you know at that time you know that was in Taipei, Taiwan was still a very conservative yeah. society. But we have a whole group of uh, classmates. Uh, we always hang out. Well, people would know we are very close to each other. But then inside the group, they think we are a couple. But, you know, at that age, you were just uh, fooling around. But then gradually, we have to get prepared for university. And then uh, somehow we just have to... Uh, Keep a distance, I think.
0: (laughs) So did anything happen then?
1: Well, maybe. I won't say anything happens, but uh, we will hold hands and uh, go to cinema together outside the group and just feel uh, attached to each other most of the time. But then uh, the school work uh, gets uh, quite heavy, so uh, we're in different groups. It's more like uh, going to be uh, academic. I'm more like Going to medicine, mm-hmm. so we're in different classes in the last year of high school, and that's where something just went apart.
0: Mm. Yeah, did it break your heart?
1: Well, we still try to uh, stay together after school. Uh, study in school in the classroom, but then uh, you will have to be with his the, his classmates more to discuss homework, everything. And then I'm totally different. So uh, somehow just kind of just stripped it apart.
0: Yeah. So would you have said he's your boyfriend? Yeah.
1: I would say just first crush, I won't say boyfriend because I don't think until today he will uh, think we were boyfriend or not, you know, adults. Mm
0: -hmm. So what was it like uh, going to school in um, Taipei then? Would, Would people talk about gay people did they
1: oh at that time it's this it is a forbidden it's mm-hmm. uh, nobody talked about it absolutely not and uh, because it was under the uh, national nationalist rule so everything is very uh, strict mm-hmm. so yeah there's curfew censorship everything so these are big no-no taboo so uh, nobody mentioned it but that's why you know well, exactly a year ago, Taiwan passed the uh, same-sex marriage, uh, first one in Asian countries. And uh, I just cannot believe how much has been developed since I left the island.
0: That's incredible, isn't it, really? That's a big deal to be yeah. the first in Asia.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, it's, uh, yeah I passed last year.
0: Yeah, but going back to the 70s then, because a lot of people I've spoken to who grew up in the UK in the 70s and 80s, they would get really badly bullied and would be victims of homophobia because, you know, it was talked about, but it was always talked about in a very negative way. But from what you're saying, people weren't even talking about it.
1: Yeah, not even allowed to talk about it. And and I always doubt that something must be wrong with me, you know. So, (laughs) yeah, but, and that's why I always say the only way for me to get out of the country is uh, to learn English properly and study well, and uh, one day I will go to the west that America or to europe
0: and, and was part of that desire to get out of the country because you were gay
1: I would very much think so, yeah, yeah, because my my twin brother has up ab- has absolutely no desire to leave the country yeah, so but he encouraged me because uh, by the time i decided i 'm going to uh, follow my parents to immigrate to the states, so I I went ahead. My my brother stayed behind. Yeah, he never feels he needs to leave the country.
0: <laughs> and for you, was America like this promised land? Like I guess it was a lot more liberal in terms of sexuality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, yeah. We 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 read the magazines or from the news. Uh, we know. Uh, Being gay in America probably is uh, much, much easier than in Taiwan. But uh, still amazed me is uh, Taiwan has come to such a long way.
0: Yeah. So what year was it you went to America then?
1: 1987.
0: 1987. Yeah. And so you were still a young person then? You were a teenager or in your 20s? I
1: was in the mid-20s.
0: Mid-20s, yeah. yeah. So what was life like then, leaving Taiwan and going to America?
1: Oh, we- just in totally liberated <laughs> and uh, to see the world. Yeah, because uh, when you are growing up under a country, you know, that dictatorship and the censorship and the national curfew, everything. So you know what you get or what you learn is quite limited or restricted. So, uh, yeah, it's quite eye opener when I first went to the States.
0: So you wouldn't have known any gay people in Taiwan, no?
1: A few, but then uh, after I went, I've been to a few gay bars in Taipei when I finally uh, graduated and uh, finished my national service. But then, uh, w- within a year, I uh, got the uh, chance to immigrate, so I, I took it and uh, and went.
0: And what was that like? Then your first trip to a gay bar in America?
1: Oh, really? First gay bar in America, <laughs> yeah, being Asian in California. Although there's many Asians in California, it's uh, still dominantly dominated by the whites and uh, and. Uh, he- Latino, so uh, we are still a minority in the American gay bar. So it was uh, interesting, but uh, still feel intimidated by the. Yeah.
0: But did you manage to, to find a partner? Did you get a boyfriend when you moved to America?
1: Not really, just friends. Yeah, just friends. Yeah. Yeah. I um, met a lot of friends, Chinese friends from Hong Kong. Uh, Taiwan, and so get to know more about what's the gay scene in in America, which is uh, California. Yeah. So, whereabouts in California? Were you? In, Los Angeles. in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah West Hollywood.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, that's got I a pretty good went, gay yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> well, they've got a very big pride these days, yes. haven't they? Yes. Yeah. So, that must have been a pretty cool place to be, really.
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. Now, looking back, yeah, it was, uh, I was so naive and, uh, Uh, I guess I'm still young uh, and didn't know what to do, you know, how to make friends. So I stick to my own circle, which that's why I have, I make friends with still mainly with people from Asia. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. And at what stage did you think I might have to tell my parents about my sexuality?
1: Oh, actually I I never did. I never did, but. So were you living
0: together at this time? No. no. You weren't living with
1: them? After I was uh, living with my partner for now it's uh, twenty going into 27th year. Wow! Yeah, and uh, a Chinese background. really never know how to tell my parents. It's really hard. Mm. I can't cross that line. So you still haven't told them? I did in the end, and... Uh, But it took a long time. It took a really, really long time. And uh, I've been living with my partner in Hong Kong since 96. And when my partner's father passed away in the UK, of course, uh, I know my partner's parents quite well. So uh, I flew all the way from Hong Kong to UK, attend the, uh, the funeral. And when I went back to Taiwan to see my parents... My father asked, asked me a question, say, so you, you went all the way to UK to attend your friend's father's funeral.
0: I like the way you did the inverted commas in the air there, Tim. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah because uh, my parents still regard him as my friends. Okay. Yeah. Although we live together. I suspect my father knew, but he just said, oh, that's a very kind thing for you to do. Mm. So I. I kind of know, probably he knows, he just never want to ask me mm. straightforward. So until my father passed away, and of course my partner wants to attend my father's funeral likewise. So, And that was the time uh, my twin brother had to tell my mother, say, my partner wants to come to the funeral. And the mother suddenly just realized, oh, that's more than just a friend.
0: <laughs> so your father never found out officially?
1: That's why, looking back, I, I think my father asked me that question why I flew all the way to UK for his father's funeral. So I kind of suspect he knew, yeah.
0: But, you know, I mean, no regrets. If you'd felt comfortable telling him, you probably would have said something, wouldn't you, I guess?
1: Or? I still feel it would be a blow to him. Yeah. So, uh, Trying to be an obedient kid. So I still never be able to bring that, you
0: know. Yeah. And do you ever regret that or is that just, it's just the way it no, was? No, my mother's
1: not really regrets. Of course, my mother now still around and uh, she knew who I am, our relationship. And she said, I'm glad uh, you never told your father. That's what, that's her yeah. comment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about telling your mom then. So it happened.
1: Oh, my, the, telling my mom is. I have to give credit to my twin brother yeah, yeah he simply told her he's coming to the funeral and uh, my mother said why I say I don't have to tell you straightforward, but he's coming so I think my mother at the time realised yeah we're more than friends
0: and it was your partner coming to the funeral yeah, yeah. and so did she confront you after the funeral and say so? no 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 oh, yeah.
1: she just she like uh, well you've been together and uh, I think you were happy and as long as you're happy, I'm I'm okay, yeah, yeah. Now she totally accepted our relationship, so
0: That must have been a relief.
1: Yeah, it was quite hard. I still, up to today, I I listen to your podcast. I, I just still don't didn't have the nerve to tell them in their face, you know.
0: And so, how old were you at the stage then?
1: It you? was in my mid-thirties. Yeah.
0: It's something, isn't it? But did you, you obviously told your brother though? You told- Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm a twin brother. I we never really dis- talk about these things. But when we were in high school, when I had that first crush, he kind of suspects because uh, people told him that oh, your brother was very close to the guy. And mm. but we never really discussed it because it's just, it just so much uh, homework to and uh, preparation for the uni. So. Uh,
0: God, I don't think anyone from the UK has ever said that as an excuse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I say uh, my background that I grew up, it's quite different from uh, the West. Yeah, yeah. 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 But back to Taiwan and after I left the island, I never really went back to live there. But I follow what's happening there and just can't believe has come such a long way. You know, I still can't believe today, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So if you were living your life again and you were actually in Taiwan when you, you met someone afresh, you could get married in your home country. Yes. That would be amazing, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I I quite like the idea. Uh, now I retired mm-hmm. and uh, now we have more time together. So we might consider to go to Taiwan and register our marriage, although we are both over 60s. <laughs> it might be cause a scene I know.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. you can afford a better party when you're in your 60s, Tim. <laughs> so let's talk about sort of that intervening period then between being in your 20s in um, California to being retired and now living in Wales. You actually spent your career, didn't you, in the skies? You spent your career... Yeah,
1: I spent 25 years as a cabin crew for a US carrier. And uh, before that, I was actually trained as a dentist.
0: I didn't even know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's why I have a very long uh, training, a uh, study in dental school, and then I was actually a qualified dentist in in Taiwan. Yeah.
0: What happened to that then? You just didn't want to do it anymore?
1: Yeah, I just want my um, freedom to be able to be in the, in America. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Although I I did enroll uh, in in dental school in the states, I just. Don't think this is what I want.
0: And I think you went for quite a stereotypically gay job, didn't you? It's yeah. quite a lot of gay people in, in that particular job.
1: In, as a cabin crew? I think so. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I feel very comf- comfortable working for an airline because uh, they're very gay friendly. Yeah. And a uh, lot of people, and uh, you can really open to it. So, uh, yeah, it's a perfect job for me, I think.
0: Well, you must have had a lot of gay colleagues then.
1: Yeah, yeah. But one thing I have to say, you know, among all my gay gay colleagues and nobody has a very long term relationship. So for our relationship with my partner, I just think it's unbelievable.
0: It's fantastic. So how did you two meet then?
1: Oh, we met in Hong Kong uh, on a trip. Yeah. Yeah. But this is many years ago.
0: (laughs) But I guess it must have been difficult for both of you at the time to, to have a relationship and to keep it going.
1: Well, living together and I will be away from home at least, at least uh, half of the month. So sometimes I think that's maybe that's why I keep, keep our relationship going. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes even a couple very close, you still need the distance and, you know, space. <laughs>
0: yeah. But then eventually when the law changed in the UK, you got married here, didn't
1: you? Yeah, we, uh, we registered as a civil partnership. In 2003, uh, 2006. And then a couple of years ago, we upgraded to a marriage certificate. Although I still don't know the t- difference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. There's, there's some different legal difference.
1: I think just for the formality or something.
0: And apparently you didn't even have a party. You just went and got the certificate, didn't you? The marriage certificate.
1: Yeah. yeah. But the civil partnership, we 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 did have a party with few friends in Swansea. So. It's quite sweet. We're all very close friends. But we are the only gay couple among the friends,
0: yeah. Oh, really? Well, you're basically the only gays in the village, aren't you, apart from when I'm here?
1: Now you're here, yes.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, this is a little known fact. Me and Tim are the only gays in Lowertown Fishguard. (laughs) (laughs) There's only about 50 people that live here, though, aren't there? (laughs) There's got to be some more, though, surely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. Now uh, we're living in a more open world, yeah, so, yeah, there must be more.
0: So when you got married, you didn't think of inviting your family? Would it have been too difficult, or...?
1: No, we've been together for so long, and uh, both families are all acceptable, so we don't really make it a thing or thinking we need a party... Both of us really like to keep a very low profile, you know, mm. yeah, very quiet, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're not the sort of couple that will go on all the pride parades or... I always
1: find these people fight for the gay rights. They are, they are really amazing, incredibly brave people to fight for our rights. And uh, I can only, you know, morally support their activities. But I never have the guts to go <laughs> out a gay parade
0: really not not even when you were in san francisco
1: oh i would be a bystander (laughs) that's it yeah no never participants yeah i guess this is my personality but i do appreciate uh, what people been fighting for all
0: especially as you say in taiwan and, and to now have equal marriage
1: yes Yes. But I, I still believe even the, uh, on the government level, they passed the laws. But among the, the parents, uh, there's still a, quite a strong opposition by the parliament to pass this law. So uh, it's still a struggle. And uh, recently, during lockdown, I just found out there was a campaign in Taiwan. You know, I am married to a, a British citizen. In theory, he's entitled to get Taiwan citizenship too. Mm-hmm. But that Taiwanese law passed. If your partner is from a country who doesn't recognize the same sex marriage, then you are not entitled to get Taiwan citizenship or residency. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting because a lot of the Taiwanese gays, uh, the other half are not from Taiwan, um, like maybe from Europe, from America, or from Southeast Asia They can't have A proper marriage To be recognised By Taiwan laws
0: yeah. So there's still A lot of fighting To be done By those people yes. Who you respect yeah. yeah And what's it like For friends of yours Or colleagues of yours Who live in Taiwan Still is, You know They've passed the law But is it Acceptable to be gay Now in Taiwan Do you think
1: uh, I would like to think so But I've been away For God knows 30 uh, something years And I only go back To visit Always very short and I don't really know what's actually going on in in the Taiwanese gay scene, okay. um, but from all the news I I know there's still a very strong opposition. You know, the the far right group they are still trying to reverse the laws. Yeah, but I think the younger generation now they are much brave. They're very brave and very very open uh, about their sexual orientation. So. Uh, well, I think it would be hard for the older people to accept, so
0: And they probably wouldn't understand why it took you till your thirties to come out to your parents, would they? I mean it's they'd probably yeah. think that was quite old.
1: Well I would think I uh I, I came out quite late, even I know when I was young I'm I may be only interested in boys. But I actually came out quite late, yeah.
0: Well, that means probably at least 15 years of knowing that you were gay before you came out. And that's quite quite damaging sometimes, isn't it, to be in the closet for, for that long?
1: Yeah, but, but the society won't allow you. So uh, I don't want to fight the system, but I know if I can leave the islands and leave the country then uh, to America, then there will be uh, my ticket to freedom, I think. But I'm really uh, grateful that I'm now settled in the UK and... Uh, and I can go back to visit Taiwan anytime I want, and uh, and Taiwan seems to be a more open society than what I know or grew up with.
0: So, what finally, what would be your message to maybe teenagers growing up in Taiwan who might be LGBT plus and thinking about coming out?
1: Well, I think they are extremely lucky because there are so many so many people fought for them, and come such a long way. That's why from. The movie that is, right now is a hit in Taiwan, and they'll probably the younger generation will probably appreciate the time, the era we grew up. Uh, it was a very very uh, conservative and restricted. So, what what movie was this? What's it called? It's called uh, Your Name Engraved Herein.
0: Your Name Engraved Herein.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it came out in September and uh, got a very wide uh, and good review.
0: Ah, oh, fab! So yeah, it came out in September, twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, of <laughs> course, and I have to mention the Taiwanese director Ang Lee. Wow. Yeah, his his first movie, Wedding Banquet, one of his famous movie, Wedding Banquet, and that story also uh, I can uh, relate some part of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you moved to Lower Town, Fish Girl Tim. <laughs> And there are more than at least two gays in the village.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to Lower Town.
0: <laughs> there you go, the wonderful Tim, just one of the many brilliant residents of Fishguard, where my family live. And as soon as COVID buggers off, some of the other residents and I are going to try and engineer Fishguard Pride. You heard it here first. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'd also love to hear from you. We'd love you to leave us a rating or a review. And how do you fancy telling your story? Well, you can get in contact easily enough with Come Out Stories on Twitter or Come Out Stories Pod on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Emma Goswell. And Coming Out Stories is edited by Sam Walker and is a What Goes On Media production. Next time, you're going to hear from the fastest swimmer in Jamaica. Michael lives in the UK, but will be representing Jamaica in the next Olympics. He came out in extraordinary style on national television. Originally identifying as bisexual, it was taking part in a reality TV show with Courtney Act that made him realise he was gay. So I went on to
1: the bi life, which was an amazing experience. But it wasn't until I went on the show that I went on my very first date with a girl and I think having those conversations in that villa that I kind of just really hit home that I 100% knew that I was just into guys and that was okay.